If you like this podcast, please support it. Go to patreon.com slash witchpolice and help us improve the show. Thanks to all of the patrons so far, like Grant, who just pledged the show last week. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. So after 30 hours of driving, this is Greg Rikus and Witch Police Radio. Police Radio. I'm your regular host Sam. Here once again with co-host Ryan. Hey. And yeah. uh, we just caught up with someone who drove in from where? Las Lo- Vegas. Lo- just drove in from Las Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, we're here with Greg, who has not been on the show since 2014, which is weird, but it's been a while. It's been a long time. And uh, yeah, January 2014 too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's a good month man. for me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you're here now, like after a ridiculous drive, I guess. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I literally just finished a tour, as in I just got home. You guys actually helped me load in all yeah. my gear. Thank yeah. you very much for that. Yeah. yeah and uh, Lasha was in Vegas on Saturday night, and I drove to uh, St. George, Utah. I slept in the van for three hours. <laughs> then I drove to Gillette, Wyoming, where I found a cheap hotel room on Expedia. Nice. And I slept in that for six hours. Oh, there you go. And then I drove here, and I, I braved a crazy storm in North Dakota. Yeah. But I made it. That's so, good. That's cool. But thank I you for having me. Great too. For yeah, it couldn't work out better, actually. So I, I feel like the reason you haven't been on the show in a couple of years, three years, is because you're constantly touring. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty nonstop. I guess since the last time, 2014, I I did a bunch of stuff. I was in I did the same tour I did this year, pretty much, okay. and then I was in Europe. And uh, did a bunch of stuff in the fall. I did the fest. That was fun. And then um, 2015, I, that was the year I went to Hawaii. Okay. And uh, that, that was, was amazing. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. it was the worst time I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. The air is so dewy sweet. Oh, yeah. Like and, uh, stamps. People are always trying to give you drinks. Holy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then I did a bunch more. And then 2016 was a pretty, pretty light year, but I was working on a new album. So okay. that kind of swallowed me whole and spit me out but attached to me was this great record so it was kind of kind of worth it and that's kind of what the timing of this works so great because you're releasing that uh, in a few days yeah 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 it's it's been on already on Bandcamp, yeah. but now the physical copy uh the cds will be uh, available on friday at the uh, handsome daughter the record everybody who has ever uh, pressed vinyl, raise your hand, and they know it takes like four or five months. Yeah, so sure. yeah. we'll get that to you, but for now, at least we have something. Okay, so that's, that was my only follow up question. That was your only question? When the <laughs> fuck do I get the vinyl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going really well. Yeah, actually, there is a slim chance the guy said be ready for my March tour. Oh, cool. So if it is, um, right now I'm touching my nose yeah. for the yeah. people, people who can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was cool? tapping it. I'm going to sort of throw into the bus. He wasn't touching it, he was tapping it. It's basically the same thing. Wow. Well, tapping is a type of touching. Basic. Oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> Watch it. <Yeah. laughs> so you are, um, you're going back on tour in March, so there's like a very short window of time. Where yeah, to- yeah. I've, the Festival de Voyageur I've worked for the last like nine years or okay. so. The, uh, the way I'm able to miraculously do all this touring is I have uh, one of the coolest jobs ever. I get to work as a sound guy. And as long as I'm here, February, June, July, August, the other right. months, it's not a big deal if I'm not here, if I'm on the road, which is huge. And that's kind of how I can keep up with bills. And then at the same time, 
do something like this. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm pretty much back to work that festival, and then March first I'm in Fargo, uh, second Minneapolis, Madison, Chicago, kind of oh. work my way, blah blah blah, all the way out back to Montreal. Then I fly to Europe, and I'm there for uh, two months, starting in the UK. Wow, that's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm back. I'm back in Canada in May. I do the Pusa Fest, and then I'm back in June to yeah. to work. So a full schedule this yeah, this yeah, spring. Yeah. I'm really yeah. looking forward. Well, to Well, I it. feel like we. I mean, you know, we've done like more than 200 episodes of the show now. We talked to a lot of people at a lot of different kind of levels in their music careers, different types of music, different, and, and like no one tours as much as you do. I don't. I don't know. Uh, why? No one works as hard as you do. Yeah, as far as I can tell. Wow, I could I could definitely shout out Mobina Gore, Mobina Galore yeah, girls well, because yeah. they definitely they, uh, yeah they, they do it hard too. too yeah. But I mean, known you 15, 20 years now, and I've never seen you stop grinding. <laughs> Thanks for for the audience. I am currently blushing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what, what what makes you keep going out? Because it, it would be easy. I mean, it is easy for a lot of people to say, you know, I'm gonna do a short tour. Go get the get get the day job for a few months, whatever you know. Work, save up, but you're just go go go. I mean, I know you're as you mentioned, you're sound guy. Yeah, that makes it work. But like, yeah, that's kind of the the nuts and bolts of it is. Well, I have a, a cool job that I can leave and come back to. Yeah. Um, because on on the road, like this tour was very good. I actually came back with a little bit of money this tour, which is rare, but it's not enough to pay the rent or right, anything. Right. Yeah. Of course. You yeah. know, it's and I mean the amount of money I've I owe still. So you need, I think if you need that job to kind of hold down the nuts and bolts of it, but why I do it? Yeah, like what's kind the incentive, a, right? Because I mean, you're doing it, question. going out alone on tour, like, you know, to all these places in a very short amount of days, driving, not getting any sleep, not making a lot of money, you know? <laughs> like, what's it's, the, yeah, it what's, seems crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, there's, there's something about it. I guess I, um, you get addicted to traveling, you just get used to that. Like, it, it starts to become almost the normal. Yeah, yeah. And Well, I'm, you've, I mean, for people who don't know, I guess, aren't familiar with you, you've done this well before your solo project. Was, yeah, yeah. Like touring with High Five Drive. When I was, but High Five Drive was a unique situation. Like, we toured more than any local band, and we toured less than any touring band. So we were in this weird halfway mark where, I mean, we, yeah, we were on the road a bunch. We got to do some amazing things, but it felt like every time, you know, the water was close to boiling, we'd turn off the element, and okay. you, you'd never quite get that rolling boil of macaroni to, you know, really make a good meal. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I specialize in yeah. analogies. You've been thinking about that one the whole time. It's like, how can I fit in macaroni? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so with this, I really wanted to, uh, when we uh, we stopped playing together and I wanted to start a solo thing, I really wanted to focus on touring. The same time, I'm, I'm on the road six months a year, which yeah. is a lot, but you know, half the year I'm also not on the road. And that's really nice too. I've, I've seen some, some other guys and some bands where you know, they're doing it 10 months of the year and they're just getting burnt out. Yeah, yeah. Like it is a lot. I mean, it's still really enjoyable at the level I do it. I don't have a lot of pressure on me. I mean, I manage myself, I book myself, so yeah. it's kind of as I want to do it. I don't have other people kind of telling me what to do or... Is it easier just as a solo artist than it was with the band? It is, and the only reason is scheduling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love those dudes, I miss them dearly, and you know, there's a lot of times where you're you're alone and something really funny happens and you kind of laugh and you're like, <laughs> shit, no one's gonna share that inside joke <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you have like a really good fart and there's no one to like, oh, that stinks. Right. We appreciate ours, but the other guys in the van are like, ah, oh, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. And it makes it even all the all the better. Farts, farts when someone else is there to smell them for sure. Yeah. All the better. Yeah. Everybody likes their own brand. Right. <laughs> 
But, uh, so there's that part, and I do miss that. But I've also, I, I feel I tour enough that I have a lot of friends I get to see a lot. Yeah, right, yeah. And you start to really develop a relationship with those people, and, you know, every time you're leaving, but you're like, okay, I'll see you in five months. Right. And it's not like that person you see and you'll never see for years or, you know, emails at best. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of feel like the... Uh, you know, at least the North America and, and Europe has kind of almost become my backyard, something that I, I get to do regularly. Right. And, and it was hard at the start, right? Like 2011, I was losing so much money trying to tour. I did a States tour where it was 23 days and I did 12 shows. Oh, wow. If you count like the one I played in front of my one friend and, you know, the open mic I played for yeah, free yeah. and blah. Yeah. And now, now I was just in the States. That part of it was like 18 days. I think I played 17 shows. So. Oh. So yeah, things things have progressed, but I mean, it took years to get there, yeah. and it was a lot of hard work and consistency. And well, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about touring because yeah, but, you know, you, <laughs> once it gets started. But but it, it is though. I mean, it's an interesting thing, just because like I was saying, the amount of touring you do is compared to a lot of the people we interview yeah. on the show yeah. is pretty high. Um, so I you know it's definitely something I'm curious about. But mm -hmm. do you uh, now that you've been doing it for for as long as you have? Um, is it easier for you to plan where you're gonna go as well? Like, I mean, do you have you know, all the contacts? I'm assuming with all the yeah. And like, I've kind of I've stuck to this route for a while just because it works. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people tour Western Canada in January because the weather is obvious reasons. So yeah, 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 great. So it's able to book a lot of great shows, and then going down the West Coast, you kind of get away from winter. That's kind of a personal thing. <laughs> I've just started breaking to Mexico. I did uh, Tijuana and Tecate, cool. and they were finally they were pretty decent shows. Uh, Takati's always been pretty good, but Tijuana, I, I always played it on like Tuesday to nobody and blah. This time it was Friday night and I opened for a band called Union 13. Yeah. And it was like sold They're out. It was band, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know they were still around until you, like, I, I didn't yeah, know I, there was nothing doing on a Tuesday in Tijuana. Fuck. <laughs> it seems, it seems yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, There's always yeah. something to do no, in it's, Tijuana. No, Tijuana is like a ski town. It is like weekends, it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, 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 I, I don't know been about yeah. Tijuana, so I'm just, I made that entire last bit no. up, but <laughs> it's close to the border, right? So you can literally go there for a weekend if you, if you live close by. Exactly. It's like yeah. Southern San Diego. And also, just so, uh, spoiler, uh, Locals call it TJ. So oh, you guys yeah, ever go yeah, down? I'm already fucked like, up. I'm going to TJ, yeah. and people will be like, "Yeah."
How do you go over there? Like, I mean, does that... Oh, the, the board... A small little compartment. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, how does your yeah. music go over there? Tucked oh, into I see. Tucked into I see. a suitcase. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was also going to say, like, <laughs> I drive. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the, uh, pretty good. Like, they don't have a lot of folk punk artists. There's kind of two guys that I played with every time in Takate. Okay. And the other place I've just played with whatever band will play with me. Or this time was a really good show. Right, right. Uh, but they tell me like yeah we haven't really seen a lot of folk punk guys so they're they're into it but it's not like they've never heard it they've heard yeah, of, like of Mr. Brew and well I guess the internet AJ means James everyone's heard everything right so it's not, exactly. it's not like you're like a weird curiosity anymore I guess but yeah no one really comes there and I, I feel like when I when I play there they're into it like it's something that I, I definitely should keep doing and, yeah yeah you know hopefully keep uh, keep getting more people or has, something has you I mean not, not in Mexico obviously because that's kind of new ground for you but uh, as far as uh, the parts of Canada and the US you've toured pretty heavily. Have you noticed a significant like increase in the amount of people who are, know you and know your stuff, or know of you at least? And, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The uh, so working officer, right? <laughs> exactly, and you know you have ups and downs. Like Seattle, I, I finally met some really great guys in a band called Burn, Burn, Burn. Okay, and they've really helped me out. They've really helped me get on some great shows and cool. kind of find other places to play. In Oakland, uh, it's always been pretty good there, and I just actually got on a festival there in September now called awesome. called Tim Fest. This is my fest. And, um, and then Los Angeles, same thing too. Like I've made a bunch of friends and you keep coming cool. back. But then a city like Chicago, like, man, I must have played Chicago like 15 times now. And every time it's like the first time. Nobody right. comes. It's every time it's like beating down everyone's door to try to find a show. And I don't know, it just happens like that sometimes. Or you get waves, right? Like you'll kind of be popular in a place, then you play a good show, and the next time that dude isn't doing shows anymore, right, and everyone's so, over it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're kind of all the way back down to the first rung, and you're like, well, does anybody want to do me? Should kind of jump on a show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another part, too, of, of constantly being on the road. I think a lot of people are like, well, why, you, why do you do that? Like, why not just go once or twice a year? Right. Or, um, you know, once every three years or something. Like, it's... Once every but, album or something. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. To, to keep that active makes a big difference when people see that. And I'm, I'm kind of all constantly booking a tour like right now I'm, I'm booking the the spring as soon as that's booked I have to start on the fall right and then as summer comes you know I have to start on January like you're just always kind of booking around the clock booking and so you're doing that you're always kind of keeping in touch with these people right. and you're always kind of in their in their mind and, and I guess you're con are you fitting recording in there somewhere along the way yeah when you, when I, you have new albums. I think like I'm trying to give more and more space between albums just so I have a little bit more room to grow because yeah, sure. you know the first album you're like you're fired up you're like this is my yeah. first chance you know all this solo stuff uh, and then second album you have less time to write it and I think it turned out really good and third album I think I took three years to, to write it and okay. put it out I think that was a great idea. Well, that makes sense because I think the last time you were on the show, 2014, was because of the second album. Yeah, or it was about to come out. I think it's the same kind of situation as now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm really happy with the album. I cool. think it turned out great. Eric and Tab were amazing. JP, yeah, Daryl. Sounds sounds different. I, I want to talk about that in a minute. One more question about touring. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure we'll sure. get back to it because it seems to be the. But how many tours has the Monique Hoodie been on? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, for for the listeners at home that don't know, I have this Blue Monine hoodie I bought in two thousand and one. When was they it were, at the Broadway neighborhood Center? It was on February twenty first. I'm pretty sure it was at the West End Cultural oh, that Center. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they might have played the Broadway the earlier, before. and then or something. Yeah, yeah, I played yeah, the Albert, yeah. and and I bought a hoodie, yeah. and it went missing for years. And then I found it again, and I I started wearing it on on tours. And I think it's been on, it's been on every single Greg Rikas tour I've done. Yeah. And then I think it came on at least like five High Five Drive tours. Wow. So we're talking like 40 tours yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it is destroyed. Is the plan to just wear it until it's unwearable? Well, 
I was actually like thinking. Underwear? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I think this might be the last year. Oh. So this is the. That was that was about to be like. Oh, that was what I was, yeah, I like, was about to say like, well, what's the plan here for like? Do you get a new one and just be like, well, I don't like it. I, do you have like, any like any connection with anyone in Monin? <laughs> I think you need to ask Monin to get you a new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's not a promotion. You've done no, 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 but that's it. Wouldn't be the same. No, they need it to reprint be, the same. Old people have said they need to. Um, just give me another hoodie, yeah. but I don't want a new Monine hoodie. Well, like, that, you know, you, you, this is sentimental. This, this, this is 17 years old, yeah. this hoodie. I had a shirt from that same yeah. tour. It's long, I mean, gone like probably two years. This, yeah, I mean, this should have like, yeah. there's actually, you can't quite see it maybe, but there are pieces of fabric that people have sewn where the hoodie is completely worn off. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm wearing another hoodie under the hoodie because yeah, it's yeah. so disintegrated. Every time I wash it, it's like, mm. oh, is it gonna make <laughs> it? I wash it by itself on like the lightest setting. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Hang dry. So is it like a security blanket or something? <laughs> yeah. It's you know it, it is a little bit of it, and also the other thing is some people just know me for the hoodie. Right. Like all oh, the guy, that guy with oh, the hoodie. Yeah, yeah. So if oh, I show up without it, hoodie, Greg. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I know that guy a long time. Yeah. Who are you? What'd you do with Greg? Yeah. So that that hoodie dates back to like lacking intelligence days. Then, right? Dates back to lacking intelligence right. days. I think I might after after this year. So I'll probably be home like end of November-ish. Yeah. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to hang it up in my room. Awesome. That's yeah. a great idea. I'll take a picture and I'll post it. That's a good idea. It'll be, this hoodie is officially retired. Yeah. Until you decide to break it out again. <laughs> Next tour. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. In case of emergency break glass. Yeah. So, so the album itself, um, it's coming out on Friday. Uh, it's been on the internet. Uh, probably like, hopefully a lot of people have heard it. I, I listened to it uh, a few times. It's pretty good. Um, it's it's different though. I mean, it's definitely for someone who's heard your first two, especially the first one. It's it's pretty big departure sound wise. So do you want to maybe just kind of give an overview of what? The, yeah. What the, what's the deal with the record? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the first the first album was just me. It was a solo yeah. thing. So you know, there was only so much you could really do. We tried to keep it more just like a lot of the percussion parts were just claps or tambourine. Like just keep it really minimalist. And the next one, I did the full band thing, and it was kind of more exploring that. And now yeah. that kind of got comfortable, like Tab, Eric, and I have been playing together for about a year and a half okay. now, a year, a year and a half. Eric's been playing with me for, for longer, probably closer to three. And uh, I think we're just really starting to gel. So I think that's where a lot, it's not just my songs with other guys kind of stepping in. Right, right. I feel it was more of a team effort. I've also noticed for the first time, some of the songs, it's harder to translate them to playing solo. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Yeah, yeah and like the, the other two records, uh, you know, there's one that wasn't great, so I could still pull it off. But this one, there's a couple of songs I haven't really been playing off of it just because of that. Like right. they're, they're just not as fun without the band. And I think it'd be different too if, you know, if someone really liked the song and they were like, oh, I, can you do this song? And they're gonna sing along and blah, then yeah, it's yeah. like, it's fine. But if you're trying to kind of wow an audience, there's certain songs that are a bit more effective as the solo act thing compared to the band. So these were written, were they written with the other the other members? Yeah, I, I did like the, I came to practice with the song okay. pretty much. Like we didn't kind of all come up, but the, Tab and Eric both wrote their parts. Okay, cool. And we kind of, we disassembled them, put them back together. Tab had a lot to do with the writing on this. Like cool. she's a, a musical genius, so she she was really able to kind of, you know, this isn't working, this part this part sucks. And, right. You know, and Eric is, is amazing. The guy plays to a click all the time. Like I... Awesome. I I bet he sleeps to a cliff. <laughs> I bet you there's a metronome going as he lays That's a really sweet guy. Later. 
recordings does it do you still consider it folk punk i i would say yeah i i think i don't know labels are so hard because it is. It's, it's hard like, for anybody right it's like you offend people if you label or don't label right. it's it's one of those things but do you think i mean do you think it changed i guess do you think it changes the sound enough from your solo sound to, to put it in a different category I, mean, I think yeah like i think just general general punk general assorted punk or pop punk right but uh, I still do when I go on tour. I still just say folk punk, well, and I guess I'm solo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm guitar and stomp box, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think we can still we can still call it that. And I, I think also on the album, like there's, there's a lot there. Like it's we tried to be a bit more broad, not just one style. And it was right. kind of just whatever came to mind, whatever I felt I wanted to write. And cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, folk punk is such a weird thing because I mean it's they shouldn't fit together, but they do really well. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the scene is like like all those Planet X guys that they're doing great, great stuff. Right. That's folk punk. But then you know, like someone who uh, like Dave Haas, could you call that folk punk? Because he plays an acoustic, or is that more songwriter? Chuck Reagan, is that right. folk punk? Or and then you have all these people from yeah from like punk punk bands, I guess you want to call it, who just occasionally do shows with acoustic guitar, and there's like yeah. What's, so how is that different from what you do? And then you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's very confusing. It's, no, I tried. It's and a I, messy genre. Almost. I really when when the band uh, ended, I really did want to just grow a beard, grab an acoustic guitar, and okay, now I do this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be something different. That was you know the Stompbox being a part of it and trying to to you know think outside the box. Yeah, uh, I think it's like the intended stompbox. Stomp 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 yeah. yeah. Do you have a, a whip one. sound? Yeah. 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 Still yeah. coming up with the puns and nearly uh, what are we 11 to 30 on a Monday. Very good. Yeah. You should be proud. I am, I'm feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> do, do any of the people that you uh, run into on tour, do they know, do they know you from High Five Drive? Like, I mean, do you have people who... Yeah, that's, that's uh, how, kind of how I broke into Europe. I kind okay. of rolled those cat coattails there. Canada, not as much. I mean, I had friends and stuff, and, and the States, no. The States, yeah. I had to start from scratch. Um, but Europe, I, I wasn't really billed as, like, Greg from High Five Drive. I think it was more just, you know, I knew the place to go to rent the car. I knew right. the places to play that do shows. I kind of, I compare it often, like, we've all played Mario Brothers 1, right? And that game, like, <laughs> when you run out of continues, you got to start all the way right. back, right? Yeah. It is, like, nowadays, I, when you play games, like, you die, you just start where you died from, and you keep playing, you right. die, you just start, but, like, it, 
you know, compared to how video games used to be. Video games used you to die, be you serious. Die, yes. Like, you die, it is like... Shit yeah. was real. It is horrible. It's like really <laughs> healing. Yeah, you're like back to grade one. Yeah. But you've already played all those levels, so, you know, they're a lot easier the second time. And that was kind of like really? starting the solo analogies, thing. These analogies yeah. are... Yeah. 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 I'm actually surprised that it took this long to make a Nintendo reference, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually shocked. Yeah. For the listeners behind uh, Ryan, there is 225 Super Nintendo games. Yeah, there they are. I swear to God, if I turn around, there's somebody behind me, I'm going to freak out. There's a listener right behind me. I'm going to lose my shit. Anyways. I'm checking. So do do you ever... um... I mean, do you have any, any desire to take a band on the road with you at some point? I, I would love to, but, you know, again, it comes down to a logistics yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, Eric, Eric and Tab both have uh, other commitments, and they just can't drop everything for a month. Right. Uh, when it comes to getting paid, I mean, I don't expect them to do it for free. And, like, you know, this tour I came back, but, you know, if we split it, each of us are taking, like, 50 bucks for right, a month right. of work. Like the money just isn't there, so that's another thing. And then the desire for them to have to live in a van with me. <laughs> you know, like a lot of the, the way I make this work is a, a lot of sleeping in the van, a lot of yeah, sleeping yeah. With, with people. And uh, some of the friends that have come on tour with me that, you know, some of the comments they had about it is you don't really have any private time or downtime. You're always on. Like right. you wake up in the morning, if you're staying at someone's house, they're there. So you got to like put on the, hey, how's it going kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And then, you know, you're in the van, you're with people, assuming you're on tour, not alone. You get to the venue, there's people there, you gotta be on, talk to them, the show, after the show, hanging yeah. out, and then if you go sleep at someone's house, you're kind of at mercy of when they wanna go to sleep. Right. And if they're like, you know, doing rails and staying up all night, well, I, you know, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm just gonna go to bed. And you get good at that. You right. get ways to make excuses or like feel it out or something. But for the most part, some of us have shit to do in the morning. <laughs> I mean, well, not me. I've like actually in a conversation, like, yeah, yeah, really. As I'm blowing up the air mattress, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'm like changing into my pajamas. Oh, that's great. And, yeah, yeah. and then I'm like laying down with my eyes closed, still like in conversation. But, but that's another hard part, and I think that's a part that you know, especially people people at our age, like yeah. we're we're not getting any younger. When we were twenty, everyone was raring to jump in a van. It was of course, fun. Yeah. But as you're getting to 30s, 40s, everyone else has kind of life commitments or, or even just like, you know, a, a sense of decency, I guess, that they, they don't want to give yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Common yeah. decency. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to missing. Well, yeah. I guess it's probably harder to find places to stay with people in your own age group too, right? Just because of, for that reason, like I, kids yeah, and stuff I, or whatever. Like. I tour so much that I kind of made friends everywhere. Right. And a lot of them, it's like, oh, Uncle Greg's here. Right, okay. So I've, yeah. I've oh, kind of found oh, that. Greg. And That's a lot of times, idea. yeah, if I'm sleeping in the van, you know, probably about half the time, it's actually because I just want a night where I, like, I can just relax. Right. And I, my van's very comfortable. I... The seats fold down. I have an air mattress and 360 degrees of curtains. Oh, nice. And I've found a bunch of spots like Pilot or Flying J or Loves. Those are the best truck stops. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah. bathrooms. Well, got showers, right? Yeah, showers. Their bathrooms open all night. All the stalls are clean because nice. it's truckers, right? They, you know, they take care of their stuff. Yeah. And they're always nice, always talking to you. It's, it's What's kind the, of... What's uh, the handjob scene like? Um, a little rough. A little I like don't know. Like now, yeah. like this would be yeah. dirty. It's like, like a dry, like yeah, a dry, like dry, dry, dirty. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never participated in a, <laughs> in a trucker to hand job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know if that's weird. You need a pepperoni sandwich. Sometimes that's how it's got to go down. Yeah. <laughs> and jump for a pe- First of all, I don't think a pepperoni sandwich is a real thing. Come on. No. I put some pepperoni and some bread. It's a pepperoni sandwich. Well, I'm aware of how you would construct such a thing. I'm just saying I don't think you'll find it on the menu somewhere. 
Like here's some bread and pepperoni. Well, well, I don't know what truck yeah. stops you're going to. It's the Flying J, mainly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there a point where, like, the constant touring... Like, what is the eventual goal with the Gregory Casolo project? Do you hope at some point you don't have to do this much touring? Or do touring will be different at some point? Uh, well, I guess at some point I have to admit that my body is going to start to break right, down. Right. Or the other maybe more likely scenario is that people aren't going to want to see me anymore. And then, <laughs> you know, like it's everything has an expiry date, right? right? And But there are people who do what you do and they do it. They forever. do, they do, and I'm yeah. glad you said that because those people are generally famous. Like, it, you know, they were in. I was talking to actually a friend about this. He's like, "Well, Dave Haas still tours, and he's right. ten years older than you." But are. he already has the fan base. Yeah, Dave Haas was in the Loved Ones, which yeah, was an yeah, awesome yeah, band. Right, Everybody right. loves. You know, he could just he could do a spoken word tour. People will go see. He could do like a tour where he just draws on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves the guy. They're going to go see him, right? Great. That's that's awesome. Greg Rikas from Winnipeg. A yeah. lot of people are like. Oh, didn't he play Fest like ten years ago and then right. never got to play it again? Was he on that wicked spoken word tour yeah. last yeah. year? Wasn't he that guy that used to have a stomp box or right. something? Right. Like, you know, I'm j- I was just never High Five Drive was never quite at that level where yeah. everybody where knew us. Already, yeah. yeah, and a lot like most of the people now when I'm touring, I tell them I was in a band and oh, what band were you in? Like, it's 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 definitely a, a very different scene. And I don't feel I'm necessarily at such a high point that 10 years from now people are going to still want to hear it. Right. And if they do, that's great. If I make a record and it just keeps going, I mean, as long as people want to hear me. Is that part of the hustle, though, that you want to get to the point where people do want to hear you? Like, is that kind of uh, yeah, part of the... Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Ideally, you want people to want to hear you. No, of course, right? but I mean, yeah. is that part of the motivation for the uh, amount of touring you do? Just get it out there as much as you can, yeah. while you can, and then... It's kind of... To sustain what I have, I feel the amount of touring is kind of necessary right. to keep it going. And to tour less, you know, it feels like that's where it's going to really fall apart. Like, once I make that step, that is a big decision to, okay, yeah. I am now that guy playing at the open mic nights again. I'm right. now that guy that does the whatever. I'm now the guy who has, you know, goes to the States for 20 days and can only find 12 shows. Because momentum's kind of, yeah. Because momentum dies out. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe maybe this record will be great. Maybe, you know, a, a label's going to pick it up and yeah. blah, but I'm not banking on that. Like, what I got going now is really great. I really, really value it, and I want to I wanna keep doing it. But, you know, inevitably there's going to be a point where, you know, for whatever reason I just can't do it. Yeah. And you know when that comes, I got a great career as a sound guy, or you know I could do anything, right? And you can still play shows when, when you wanted to. Yeah, and I could, I could do, the moment, do the odd local yeah. show here and there. You know, I've always wanted to like go into, kind of like, alien studies or like oh, yeah? kind of like not paranormal researcher, but something like that. Like, okay. You just want to be the dude with crazy hair I want to yeah. show and just being like uh, nat- natural uh, uh, guess aliens. If yeah, I had to guess, I don't exactly. Care. <laughs> if I had to guess, yeah. Something that's like almost it. something they could take you on the tour as well. You become some kind of a <laughs> yeah. paranormal researcher. You can do spoken words. Go, spoken words. Yeah. Yeah. After that, right? Wear alien hands and just yell science and ghost people. hunting. Yeah. 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 Be amazing. That may be the trick. Right? <laughs> yeah. Incorporate the ghost hunting paranormal. Yeah. 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 Science. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so there's there's one possibility. <laughs> that's a good I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
with this uh, with this new album that's come out, uh, I mean, obviously Winnipeg, you're releasing here because it's Winnipeg. But are you doing other releases? shows for it along the way or are you just kind of taking it with you on the next tour? Or? Yeah, the uh, the European tour is kind of a release tour. It, okay. it won't be out there till March 20th, I think is when we said. And then there's the vinyl still. Right. So once once I get that, that'll kind of be, you know, if I do get it by March, the March will kind of be the release tour for that. And I'll probably do a Winnipeg kind of vinyl release show. Cool, but, cool. But yeah, that's, uh, for now, those are the big plans. And I thought about doing cassette tapes, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I love them. Personally, but I uh, I never stopped listening to tapes. So for me, the fact that people are putting out tapes now is cool because I saw the tape deck, still hundreds of tapes. Like, cool, it's awesome. But it is a weird thing because uh, like we've talked to people on the show who have released tapes and don't own tape deck. Yeah. So they can't listen to their own album, which is odd. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna last. I don't, I don't, I think it's one of those like vinyl obviously is continuing to be popular. It's great too. I mean, I still listen to records also. But I think tapes is this thing that caught on with this weird little niche hipster thing in terms of major yeah. popularity. There's always been tape labels that are still doing tapes, and there's lots of people who still release tapes. But I think it has a spike, and I, I think, I don't know for sure, I think it's going to drop down again. because I would think so, too. I mean, it's not like you have a tape player laying around. It's not like you just pop it in your car, you know? Like, And I, obviously, can. you can't put vinyl yeah. in your car, but yeah. for a while, okay, fine. Yeah. For but me, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like storage. Yeah. Like, if you guys look behind, you'll notice there is a shelf with yeah. a bunch of records on it. Looks awesome, right? Yep. Tons of records. How many accessed? tapes could we possibly fit on there so they're easily accessible? No, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got drawers. I got drawers. You pull them out. Drawers full of tapes. Drawers too. Same one of those units that's got the square yeah. boxes for the records fit in. Put in a couple of self drawers. Pull them out. Okay. Tapes, tapes, so, tapes. so there there are ways, but I I don't think storage is as good as record storage. No, of course not. Same CDs, right? Why didn't CDs kind of? Why are they dying out? It's the storage, man. You just can't store them yeah. properly. Well, I don't even have anything at home that plays a CD anymore. Well, well my, my Xbox would, but like computers don't come with CD drives anymore. That's, that's a good weird, point, weird, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's being phased out. I still have thousands of CDs. I can't, I'm not giving them up. Yeah. Yeah, I got a bunch. My uh, my auxiliary ports busted in my car, so I've actually been like on CDs Back for the last CDs. year. So I got like I all of my you know like two early two thousand CDs that yeah. I've been rocking. So that, I mean, that, I guess goes to a question that we used to ask people all the time. We haven't done it in a while because we were getting sick of it. But <laughs> why? Uh, so it's, is the reason for releasing your stuff on CD just to kind of have something to sell shows? Is that basically the? Yeah, it was it was faster turnaround time, and it's not quite done yet. Like right. when you go to. Um, radio stations, for example, they'll still a accept copy. a CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, a lot of people still have a way, you know, a computer to get a way to get that onto a computer. Or yeah, and rip it and then, yeah. somehow rip yeah. it or something. But like, uh, like you said, Ryan, like it's quickly disappearing. Most well, HMV's closing now. No, I mean, yeah, the yeah. 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 end of an era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I want all of those Star Wars onesies. <laughs> How the fuck am I going to get them now? Uh, Star Wars onesie store. Probably every one of those other shops that sells all the crap. Yeah. 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 Right. Hot Topics still Hot, those, those oh, Hot Topics. Oh, Hot Topics. Yeah. 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 I was really excited about it until I realized that I wasn't a 17-year-old. <laughs> yeah. boy anymore. I was like, years old. Yeah. You walk in there, you're like, I'm old. I better yeah. leave. <laughs> I, I actually, to leave immediately. I actually went in there. I didn't know it was there. And I was walking to the food court. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I went in there and I walked right back out. Like, it was, yeah. Yeah. There was nothing in there that I even knew what it was. There's like franchises of TV shows and movies I've never heard of and all this yeah. merch. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually have noticed like you you guys and everyone listening. Does anyone know Pootie Pie? I know Pootie Tang. I know Pootie Tang. <laughs> yeah. No. Tap aside, my Pie? Oh, yeah. Pootie Pie is proof that we're all old. What is it? 
it is basically an internet channel. This guy who is huge. He has like millions and millions and millions of users. Uh, and he users, like talks about video games, right? He talks about video games. Yeah, he plays games. He kind of makes fun of them. It's kind of like hanging out with your buddy as he's playing games. And he's he's a worldwide phenomenon. Kids right. love this guy. If you're too old, you don't know him. But if you're young, you do. And I always thought it was funny to like imagine this guy like you know he's making like four million a year, and he goes home, and his yeah. mom is like, "So, working on the internet? Are you yeah. now? Yeah. You, you, Shut up, mom! Yeah, you know, you know, Jane, Jane's son Daryl is a plumber now. Do you think yeah. maybe you want to get into plumbing? And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, he's making millions of dollars. But, but yeah, I think like. That's just kind of the tell of how how people consume pop, pop for sure. culture. For sure. Like for me, the way I was getting into bands when I was a teenager is comps, right? Like Absolutely. Fat Records put Absolutely. out tons of amazing yeah, yeah, comps, all yeah. these. Yep. And you hear about that, and then you buy the comp, and now you know all those bands. And then you look up the, you find the ones you like, you go buy their album. Exactly. Yeah. Before. And then, and then you go look at the liner notes, notes and if yeah. there's a band that they're the songs right, they covered, yeah, a band that totally. you buy all those albums. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And like I kind of miss that. I mean, I, I, I'm still a dinosaur in that I don't listen to, I don't use Spotify or any of that stuff. Everything I have is on physical media. I don't have a digital collection of music other than CDs. And I understand that you can do that basically through all those services. You can type in stuff that recommends things to you and everything, but I don't know. It seems like it ruins the fun of it. Like part of the fun was you see a song listed on, on an album, you realize it's not written by one of the band members. Oh, who's this guy? I mean, I'll yeah. find out what band he's in. And you discover that and then that opens up new stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I, it's, I think I'm stuck in my ways and I don't like change. <laughs> but I, le I legitimately really like like actually going and, you know, putting on the headphones and standing in the music store yeah. and like listening to the CD and checking out some tracks and then <laughs> bringing it home. And you, you'd open up, you know, you'd open up the sleeve and like read the lyrics and like just yeah. to digest that album. But that's kind of gone now, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the great things about like pressed, you know, well, not not digital media. Do you see yeah. more? Do you see more people buying your album online though? Is that is that increased? Not really. No. Yeah, and I think also people when they buy something want to buy something physical. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. at a show, right? Yeah, like to download. I hope people download my album with yeah, my so. permission. But I think when it comes to like downloading off Bandcamp, you know, I have some friends. Basically, like almost every time someone does it, I recognize the email address because okay. it's like friends trying to support you. But of course, yeah, yeah. You know, I think the the random people will download it for free or they'll buy it at at the show. But. Uh, but I think just also the way things get known, like the the quote unquote tastemakers. Yeah. You know, for a long time, like if you're on Fat Records, you're huge, right? I, course, I saw an yeah. interview with Fat Mike where he said every single band they sold, they signed, sold no less than two hundred thousand records. Wow. Which is amazing. Just based on the label. No advertising, record. nothing. Yeah. Just sign this band. Mm -hmm. They're on a fat comp, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And they signed, and so that that was like. Well, that they were big tastemakers. They yeah. were the people who were like, "This is cool. Consume this pop culture." For sure. And you know, television too, right? If it's on television, if it doesn't get on television before the internet, how else are we going to see it, right? You're not really going and buying, you know, a VHS at like wherever and something, something. And now, once once the internet started to happen, you know, there's a totally different way that people find stuff out, and the tastemakers are like off my radar and sure. off all of our yeah, radar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pootie Pie, yeah. yeah. Who is yeah. huge, and we don't like, and ever so often I'll go on YouTube and I'll just click on the like, oh, this video is popular. Yeah. And often it's jokes I don't get at all. Oh, for I, sure, for I sure. I look at them like, this is dog shit. Like, there's no reason this is funny. <laughs> yeah. And you look at it as like, 
100 million views in three days. Like, yeah. you know, people think this is funny. There's something I missed. I think another good example of that is, are, you guys are familiar with John Belushi, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. And Chris Farley. Yeah. A lot of people, like, I think Chris Farley is hilarious. Awesome. I don't think John Belushi is very funny. Because we're not of the right generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's supposed to be the best. I mean, you look well, at every, he, every ranking of comedians yeah. or Saturday Night Live cast members, whatever, he's always the top. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think Chris Farley is funnier. He's, he's hilarious, but I think also he took what kind of Belushi was doing, he took it to the next level. Right. But so we're, the we're, next level is not necessarily the next level, it's our generation's version of that same level, right? But, but he's, he's all, he took what he had and he did it more, right? He took like those that step and he put another step on right. it. And so I think when people, you go back to him, people that saw him and thought he was funny, but I'm kind of already over it, right? I'm already on the next one. Yeah. I think that's what's happening there with pop culture. I think the reason I don't get Pootie Pie or, or don't know why any of the most popular videos on the internet are funny is because I kind of missed those crucial steps, right? Sure. There was a time where I kind of dropped out of pop culture and, or even just, you know, it dropped out of me, right? It, it got too far away. Yeah. And I just wasn't, I'm not hanging out with younger kids. And well, blah. and there's going to be younger kids who, who pick up like an old Fat Records compilation and be like, why do I want this? Like, why are all these bands on here? I want, I want to get the one song by the one band that I like. Because yeah. they're used to that. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah you Or just, they're just like, this This music sucks. Like, this yeah. isn't cool. This is yeah. like what my dad listens to. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, which is weird to think that that stuff is that, but it is that. I mean, it is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah or like movies, movies that I think are, are hilarious. And then a lot of the new stuff, like the last new show I really liked was Rick and Morty. It's a great show. But I yeah. think it's like, it also has a lot of parallels to kind of The Simpsons, right? Yeah, Not sure. like, yeah. Well, exactly, it's, it's, it's definitely like, a, like a, a pop show written around the same premises, right? Well, yeah. the, the references are, are aimed at a certain generation too, right? Yeah. Exactly. Very good point, yeah. They're aimed at our generation. And there's and probably cartoons that are out now that are going to make no sense to us because we go, what, that's not funny. Like, I work with some people who are, what, 10 years younger than me. And yeah, their frame of reference for pop culture is just, it's, it's weird to me. Man, like, they don't even get Simpsons references from when the Simpsons were good. Right. I, but they still think the Simpsons are good. But even what talking about fuck? music, like, I mean, talking about hip-hop with these guys, like, it's worked on two completely different levels. And the stuff that I think is amazing, I don't even know what it is. And the stuff that they listen to, I can't wrap my brain around because it sounds bad to me, right? And it's like, yeah, same thing, so... I don't know. I don't know what, how, how this comes back around to Greg Regas. I think we just ended up with four guys sitting around a table right. talking about yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Being old and liking yeah. shit. Yeah, Greg Regas is old. That yeah. is conclusion. <laughs> is I'm yeah, old. Yeah. You heard it here first? But I, I think I actually what, exclusive. Yeah. what it started with is like what I'm doing and does it have a shelf life right, or right, ex right. expiration date? I think, yeah, I mean, everything kind of does. But I mean, as long as people want to hear it, I'm going to keep doing That's it. Cool. And I'm sure. I'm sure leaving me a time where people don't want to hear it. I'm, <laughs> you keep doing I'm it gonna. Anyway. I'm gonna do it anyways. Yeah. But, but yeah, when it when it comes down to it, the traveling part I, I really enjoy and really value. And um, the uh, when it comes to financial, I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm not getting rich off this by any means. Right. But you know, I'm kind but of you didn't maintaining. In the first place, though, right? No, and that was never never in the plan, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So I've, I think I've approached it at a very realistic, st sustainable level. And uh, because of that, I think I can kind of keep going where, you know, other bands or other artists have kind of, you know, made the big push or whatever, or, you know, planned like, okay, two-year plan, or yeah, five-year yeah, right, plan, right. or like even, actually even High Five Drive did that when we first started. We had five like year plan? a five-year plan. Yeah. And I look at the notes from that and, you know, three years we were planning on like being just touring, like we didn't have jobs, we were right, right. just tour. Five years we were going to be like opening, you know, for, in stadiums and stuff. <laughs> and back then it seemed so attainable because you kind of like, you go on a tour and people are booking it, you're playing right. people, you can't believe it. You're like, wow, everyone loves this. this people is are buying your CD and stuff. And yeah, you go yeah. on the next tour, you play twice as many dates, and you don't realize that, like, you know, that, that first six months is a very steep incline up. Right. 
and then very quickly you're not the new thing anymore and people are are kind of getting over you right and not that people were getting over us I mean there's still a lot of room to grow but that kind of that very f fast growth at the start is kind of everyone experiences it and you don't realize well, misleading then, I guess right like you the think, next yeah. 10 years are going to be more of a plateau yeah. Uh, not for everybody, but for the vast majority of us, or even like a, you know, reclining a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, a lot of people aren't even make it to that point. They'll make it like a year after that, and then just get packed in. Yeah, yeah. We're also like, I think a lot of management that are kind of this is their bread and butter is is um, taking advantage of young bands right. that that are young and naive, and you know they'll step in and they'll say, you guys got to do this, you guys got to do that, and they'll get them to spend a whole bunch of money and radio tracking, blah blah, and all this stuff. And it's worked, yeah. I won't say it never works, but it probably won't work. You know, you're right. now you're back to playing the lottery, and you know I'd rather get a job. So, so I feel that's kind of the approach I took versus what a lot of other bands do. I guess that's partially because you've had so much experience doing it too, right? I mean, yeah, and I'd like I'm, learned geez, along the way, I'm yeah. like 15 years in now or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when was the first tour you did? Like that, that was I was 20. Yeah, it was 2002. So high, it was five very drive and, high five drive and a band called Resistance. Yeah, 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 yeah. When did they, they, they actually they bought this shitty minivan for like eight hundred dollars, and then they took it on tour, and it broke down in Calgary or something. Oh, well. And then we had That's to get two towns over. Yeah, Brent, <laughs> Brent, who used to play an F five drive, he was twenty five at the time. He was he was the oldest of all of us. Right. He was just old enough to rent a U haul oh, wow. to get them back to wow. Winnipeg. Wow. But that band, like, that, that, that's like maybe a good example of a band that they seemed like they were going to go places. Like yeah. they were, you know, yeah. they, they had that they were on what Somp or Union or whatever label, and they had like all kinds of fancy merch and stuff like that. You know, you go to their show and you think, oh, these guys are they're doing something. And then they just didn't really... They were, yeah. They were very, very smart. Very, very nice. Dude, like, I, I love too. all those guys. Yeah. And a great band. Yeah. And they had it, right? Like, Nicole the singer, like, beautiful woman voice. and amazing voice. voice yeah. And all of them had that business sense. Like, they were going somewhere and... I don't know. I don't and know the exactly what. Down and that was fucking it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly. And then that van broke down, and that was the end. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. Um, I don't know exactly what happened. But yeah. it's it's too bad because, like you say, I mean, they had a lot of stuff happening. But I guess also, you know, behind the scenes, obviously, there's a lot going on. And yeah. Kind of the I don't know the expression you use. Maybe the grass is always greener on the other side, or yeah, something. Yeah. I guess it's right. just one more band to add to the list, though, bands that you think are going to make it, and it just, like, it's such a crapshoot, right? It's yeah, like, I'm sure they got off stage, and there was probably all that pressure. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, if they were, some of the tours they were getting on, maybe it wasn't enough to get, you know, maybe they didn't have the job, right? Maybe they were constantly fighting to, well, when we're not on tour, we pay the bills, or right. I'm just yeah. stabbing yeah. at them. Yeah. 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 If any of them are listening, I'm sorry. No, no, I think <laughs> Don't you, email me. I think, yeah. you did, I think you hit that earlier, too. I mean, you, you having a job that really allows you to really, like, live the life that you want to do that, too, like, it really helps with that. You yeah, that's rare. You don't have like, to yeah, feel yeah. the yeah. pressures of, of yeah. kind of all the other things of, you know, a job that it, you need to show up Monday to Friday and do all that. Like, it really allows you to to explore that space and really be in it, you know? Yeah, and I, I, I got to be honest, I kind of just, you know, force gumped into this job, just like, you know, happy-go-lucky guy yeah, and yeah. just <laughs> everything goes his way all the time. Just kept like, running and running. Because <laughs> what was it before? It was all like Winnipeg-style, call centers and fucking restaurants. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I always, like, when I was 17, I owned a PA and I was doing punk shows and right. I was setting it up myself and I didn't know what I was doing the but guy named yeah. Productions, exactly yeah. Like, yeah. I was the guy holding on to that volume knob yeah, yeah. Like, keep hoping it, it didn't yeah, yeah, don't yeah. clip yeah. and then from there I, I went to mid-ocean for, for the part-time course oh, cool. and then I started volunteering at the Albert 
you know, every, every time the guy would let me touch the board, it was yeah. Lee, Lee um, Filbert. He would, and then, uh, so it was kind of funny. The, shout out Lee, like Lee from The Cavern? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah shout out Lee, big shout yeah, out. Lee, yeah, Lee is why yeah. I'm doing sound. So. Yeah, good guy. And so, Despite so, how tall and thin he is. Uh, fuck. So the, the first night he lets me do it, I, I like, you know, it's, he pretty much set up the mix. I'm just standing there smiling and I like touch one thing. <laughs> and I think it was even the, a channel that wasn't even yeah. on. And, <laughs> with this yeah, fader up a bit. And so I helped him tear down and like shake hands. I gave my number and he was like, yeah, you know, I'll call you sometime if I ever need you. The very next night, the phone rings. It's like, Greg, I, I'm so sick. I can't make it. I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'll be right there. So, <laughs> so I plug in everything, and it takes. I had to walk back like 50 times to get all the mics going, wow. make sure everything worked. And then the band played. It sounded horrible. There was like, yeah. you know, everyone was looking at me. But it was good enough to get through the night. Like, the, right. you know, the Albert didn't always sound amazing. No. Right, right, right. And a lot yeah. of times, it's not even the sound guy's fault. Just the band it's is. For a little leeway, and the Albert and, and the crowd. And yeah, 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 right, yeah. But but yeah, it was good enough that he, that he called me again, and next thing I know, I'm working there half the time, and yeah. I, I was able to quit Value Village. And that summer, I, all I did was sound. I remember you doing sound for a bunch of my shitty bands too early years. Was yeah. All your yeah, bands were great. They're Come fun, on, yeah, they're pretty shitty. <laughs> so now, now that you're back in Winnipeg doing the show, I mean, what is your audience in Winnipeg like? Is a lot of old friends coming out to check out? Yeah, main, mainly. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if people who are younger what they think of me. And actually, I had this uh, experience, and I realized this is not across the board, but it was a positive one. And I played a show in Vancouver on this tour. In Vancouver, I played a bunch, and I pushed really hard. I've met some really great people. And uh, this guy comes up to me, and he's like, oh, I heard this kid, like, I think he was like a teenager or something. He was like, oh, you know, great, you guys are playing with Greg Rikas. I'm like, that guy's like legendary, isn't he? Like, he always tours. And I realized that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, got <laughs> Have you even fucking seen the Moni? It's like not even there, man. But I don't think that's generally what people think yeah. of me. But or if they do, they're thinking it in private, and not coming to my show. <laughs> I was, the reason I ask those because I mean, you're doing all this work to get get your name out and you know, kind of maintain your fan base in all these other cities and all these other countries, even. And like Winnipeg seems like you're not here because you're doing it everywhere else. So yeah, is there, is there, I mean, are you doing that here as well? Is there kind of an effort to maintain the? Uh, but whatever well, what's, what I found really hard with Winnipeg, I've been offered some pretty rad shows, and I always have to pass because, like, oh, I'm, I'm out of town. Oh, I'm right. out of town. Oh, that's in the summer when I can't play. Like, you know, there's a very small window of when I can play Winnipeg. Yeah, it makes sense. So generally, it's either shows I set up or, or shows I'm lucky enough to, to get on to. So because of that, that's really, really hurt my my Winnipeg Potential, you, you yes, cred. You're Winnipeg, my cred. Winnipeg cred, yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah. We're we're off in Winnipeg. We we know Winnipeg cred. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like some people that know me from back in the day, or some people that respect touring or whatever, they'll yeah, like yeah. give me the thumbs up and they'll click that interested uh, button they know. <laughs> Everybody clicks yeah, the interested yeah, button, which is I, I like it. I like it. Well, I don't like it, but I like it because it's like saying like this is a cool show. This is a really good bill. Not going, yeah, but, but this is a really cool show. It's all algorithm though. Like when they click that, it te- it tells their friends, right? They yeah. oh, okay. Well, remember on this stage uh so and so was interested in going to check the show out so it, it does it helps but they of course it doesn't help the same there used to be the maybe button yeah you got a bit of hope with interested though because it's not just maybe yeah. maybe means no sounds maybe, better yeah maybe, maybe means better. no maybe yeah. Means yeah. yeah except for if you're at the ice cream store then maybe means definitely yes right yeah Okay, so uh, album release. What, <laughs> what did, yeah, details of the album release so people can check it out after they hear this. Right, uh, so Handsome Daughter, it is Friday, February the 10th. 
Which is um, this, this coming Friday, this Friday. If, you're, if you're listening yeah. to it when it comes out, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Alex from uh, Elder Abuse is opening it up. Oh, cool. I think Stick Around's playing after them, really? The Uglies, uh, in two months, and then we're closing it. Oh, wow. It's a pretty good bill. What happened, Solid Bill, what happened is this show was originally booked later in February, and there was a scheduling conflict, which I did not realize was going to be a scheduling conflict. Okay. And a lot of people, the the handsome daughter, you know, the amazing people in the bands that gave up the date so I could have it, all those bands that had a show on the 11th and dropped that to move it to the 10th, all those people really came together so that this show could happen. And okay. I can't say I appreciate I, I appreciate that so much. I can't say That's how awesome. much I appreciate that That's because awesome. basically we're going to just have to cancel it. Sorry, there's a cat on the table. There's a cat on the table. There's a cat on my head. There's a cat on my head. You gotta pick the cat up, Paul. So, come so, on. Oh, no, come on. Something of note, though, I think it's you know a bit of a testament that all those people were willing to do that, which means that, you know. They get it. You yeah. have a big bet, so. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I mean, you've you done, you done good by your hometown, and everybody's willing to do that, and I think that's something worth recognizing, you know? Are you playing with uh, people backing you up, or is it just... Yeah, no, no, Tab and Eric are playing it. I'm sure... I swear to God, I had to question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Sam just always, he always gets, uh, you know... Well, I'm not going to play my player the color commentary, right? Yeah, but I swear to God, I, I really have questions, but I swear I had that question. Jack, do you play with Blake? Yeah, exactly. So, people who either can't go to the show or aren't in Winnipeg, where do they find your music? What's the best way to, to find your stuff? A band camp, I think, is the best way. I also signed up with, uh, if anyone's heard of CD Baby. Yep. Definitely. And apparently it's on Spotify. It's on a it bunch of streaming like sites. I, think you, I feel like you made that up. No, that's <laughs> the thing. It's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, CD Baby. Zabba CD time. <laughs> we all love Wabba <laughs> um, Shout out Wabba Zabba yeah. CD time. And they, they're supposed to get on Apple Music. Oh, cool. If it's there, I, I honestly haven't had So people who do the streaming, then they can find you on They can find it, yeah. So it, if you Google my name, you'll find it. If you email me, I'll mail it to you with awesome. the good intention of you actually sending me money. Or <laughs> when I'm in town, you can just hand me the money. That right. works, too. Right. And then you're obviously selling your stuff at shows, which are... Yeah, which is the, near the, the vast majority of how I sell right. things and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's 2017. Anything you want, you can get it any time on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah. No, I, actually, it's... it's Except kind of, for a high five from you. That's a real personal thing. Yeah. yeah. That's you can get that on the internet. But you can go on the internet to find out when he's coming to your town, and then you can get it. And then you schedule. Yeah. Yes, you can go on the internet, find out when he's coming to yeah. your town, yeah. and high-five book, this fucking book, man. Book yeah. a high-five. Actually, I guess, like, yeah. for, for a, a high enough price. And I think I could say, like, everybody in the world would attest to this, right? Everyone's got a price. For a high enough price, I probably would chop my arm off and mail it to you, and then you could touch your hand to it. And that that would technically, April but we're talking like it would have to be in the hundreds of billions, maybe the trillions, <laughs> trillions something where it'd be ludicrous to not do it. Like you could have to. world peace, you could buy out everything. Yeah, let me right. find a get a roll on army bill. Yeah, exactly. You could all the cats. Would I like that your price is that high. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's not so much like it's not. It's not enough money that I stop touring. I want world peace with this amount of money. Well, up your arm. <laughs> yeah, no, legit. Exactly. Okay, so people should come to the show on Friday. They should uh, go to your band camp, get the album. Get the album of your shows in person. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com, click on podcasts. There's 200 and something, including Greg's previous episode, which yeah. was three years ago. And uh, it's all there for free download and streaming. Uh, we are on UMFM on Sunday nights at midnight. Yes, the lucrative midnight at Sunday, Sunday at midnight. Yeah, the, uh, the best time spot ever, which is. Yeah. Best, but yeah. people do listen sometimes. So people, do. people who break light bulbs and, right. and go it, through hey a lot of Hey, man, when, when I'm driving and all I drive, which is like half the tour, yeah. 
I always listen to the radio. Of course, yeah. Right. So and always try to find the college station where I am. This is always so. where the best stuff is, right? So yeah, people <laughs> check us out there. Uh, go on, you know, we're on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Look up which police you're going to find it. Um, we also do this thing uh, where we hope people like the show enough to support it. And we have a Patreon page, which basically is putting uh, some coins in the hat. Like, we don't want to actually sell ads on the show. We don't want to do anything like sponsorship. But we have the page there. If someone likes what they've heard or they've been listening for a long time, they want to support it. You can click on the thing, give us a buck a month, and uh, or more or less, whatever you want to give, and that goes towards uh, improving the show. So one day we can get better equipment, maybe get a new website that actually works, <laughs> things like that. And I believe we discussed moving forward. It will also for those people willing to give to us yes. will result in exclusive uh, content. That's right. It already is on there. Yeah, we've had oh, some. It some already uh, is. Cease. So people there who actually know my this, job. Like, it's not such a free ahead. podcast. Like the show will always be free. It's just the point. I mean, yeah. we've been doing this for. Yeah. Four years now, it's going to be free forever, as long until I can't physically do it anymore. But um, <laughs> but yeah, if people go on the Patreon thing, which is patreoncom police, You can go there, and if you pledge whatever, you get extra stuff. So like I did an interview with uh, Julian and the wrong guys the other day. Uh, came out as a podcast. There's a video of the whole interview, which you can only get if you're supportive. So you know, trying to make it yeah worthwhile. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I have anything else to plug. No. You got anything else to plug? Uh, no, I think we nailed it all, man. I, nailed thanks it. so much for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah thanks and for I really, really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for showing cool. up on, yeah. off the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad this worked out. I was worried, man. When I woke it. up in Gillette, Wyoming this morning, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And it's in a different time zone. I woke yeah, I up on yeah. time, but, you know, when you're, when you're like, <laughs> trying to do sleep that deprived at the end of a tour and you're trying to, like, calculate, like, like six hours, fine. Six hours, that's fine. Six hours. Yeah, yeah. And I should have been up, like, an hour earlier, but I did it, right? I did it.